Hey everybody, we are super pleased to announce our new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. The goal? Power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance War and Real-Time Arena. And the best part? Marvel Strike Force just reached its six-year anniversary, which means free stuff when you sign up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. Just complete each event, and you'll receive special awards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and every week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. If we have received a unique promo code for every new user, please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Again, anybody uses that code, it is unique for all new users. Check it out. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to Board Gamers Anonymous, the podcast of board gamers and the insane fun we have at the table together. This is Chris. Hey, this is Anthony. And this is episode 457, Most Anticipated Games for 2024. we like to thank all our Patreon backers for helping us bring you a brand new episode. All right, friends, we are back. It is 2024. And of course, we are so glad to be with you here talking about the most anticipated games that are upcoming. Yes. Probably, hopefully, maybe. <laughs> no, well, Somewhat? St- statistically speaking, at least half of these will come out this year. So Okay. We were going to put that in the title, but it seemed a little wordy. It's a little long. Yeah, it is a little long. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a fun one, though. We do this every year. There are at least 50 games every year. I pre- 50,000 games, right? 50,000 games. Well, no. uh-huh. <laughs> my promise. That's also a long episode. That, that, oh, my gosh. <laughs> an infinite episode. Um, now my promise to you is that there's at least 50 games on this list including expansions and re-releases you will also be able to go to the website sometime in the next week or so and all of these will be listed there as well along with photos and links to Board Game Geek so if you want to see more information about these games check that out Uh, the the goal here of course is to kind of give you a master list to work from for 2024 uh, of everything that's upcoming now this doesn't include all the stuff that's going to be announced anytime after today. So, you know, grain of salt. If we'd recorded this <laughs> when we meant to, if I hadn't gotten sick, then we wouldn't have worm span on the list, for example. Oh, uh, there you go. But, you know, so illness came in handy. Uh, but there'll be <laughs> there'll be many more worm spans throughout the year. Uh, so if you're listening to this in June and you're like, what about uh, Ticket to Ride 14 and, uh, you know, Wingspan in Space? 
we we don't we don't know about those yet. <laughs> but if you could send those back in time to us, we will cover it. Yes. Or maybe we're already covering it because you did that because that's how time works. Oh shoot. Paradox. Oh man. <laughs> it got heavy, man. That's right. That's right. Time's relative, man. It just you can send it back and forth. It's all good. But yeah, no, you could get all of this information boardgamersanonymous.com i'm assuming there'll be a link in the show notes yes sir at some point yep so just whatever podcast player you're using drop down click the link run through all the fun talk amongst yourselves about all the good stuff and then of course as always hit us up on all the social medias at least the ones that are left at some point because we know those (laughs) are that's a thing too but hit us up on the social medias so that we can talk more about it and if you have any questions thoughts ideas shout it out somewhere you know, it's it's a nice thing to do. Yeah. So, Anthony, let's just take a ever so brief break for a second, because as you mentioned, 2023, a good year for games. Great year for games. Great year for games. That's yes. what I like to hear. Yes. No, it was. Um, We talked about this last year a little bit and, and to some degree the year before. Or so it, that was like a week ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Um. The last couple of years hasn't been great for the type of games that we like, right? There's been a lot of very good games released in the last two, three years, but like yeah. 2021, 2022 just weren't BGA years, right? No, they weren't he- as many heavy games. There weren't like those big releases. I feel like all of them got delayed into 2023. There are so many games like we're putting yes. together our, our BGA awards. Now we're going to be releasing that next week. And Ooh. It's not even just a top 10 of our favorite games of the year. It's like a top 14. And I don't know if we sure. can pare it down much more. There's so many good games that came out this last year. So it's exciting. Again, a lot of these were not on our anticipated list because we didn't know they existed yet. Um, but looking ahead to 2024, seems like there's a lot of good stuff coming as well. So it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, we're, The industry's catching up, I guess, from the uh, delays that happened during COVID. Yeah, we did a episode i think we did a episode like titled the last 10 because we hit our 10th year anniversary and we went over the last 10 years of like game of the years and and stuff like that and as you mentioned the last couple of years were a little thin i mean last year was very good but before that a big problem because when we went over the award ceremonies it was always like three or four games that kind of fit that medium to heavy weight euro Thrash kind of game and theme and even then it was like not that they were bad games but it was like in a in a a normal year they would be b-tier games and even like the designer stuff too that we usually like just run towards even their stuff was a little below par maybe that's some of the playtesting that didn't happen because of covid you know, so or some of the publishers just holding back on some stuff, thinking that, you know, maybe someday they'd be able to get this out. So I guess some days now because yeah. all, 2024 looks great all at the same time and uh, in rapid yeah. succession. So it's <laughs> because clearly we have all the time in the world to play all these games all at the same time. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, <laughs> uh I did. I did play a fair amount over the holiday break. Like I, I couldn't go anywhere and go. do anything because I just kept getting sick. Uh, so I was just yeah in my basement playing games. Um, which sounds like the dream, but you know, as <laughs> as you're actively also coughing up a lung, it's 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 variable how happy you are about that situation. Yeah. Um, so 
but yeah, so much good stuff. I, I'm excited to talk about that next week. Yeah, ple- people stay safe out there. As always, we want to see you at the table. Do everything possible to be to ensure that you will always be at the table with us in upcoming conventions and such. We really want to see you there. We really want you to be there. Please stay safe. Dear God, please stay healthy. It's 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 a thing out there right now. So much out there right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Anthony. So again, I guess we let's let's start off with the big bangers, right? The most anticipated for 2024, the base games, the heavy stuff. Yes, yeah. So this is the big list. This is like the full yes. games coming out. Towards the end, we have a slightly smaller list of expansions and re-releases that are coming in 2024. Um, that we know of. Um, all of these lists are a mix of like these are games that we know are coming, and these are games that were crowdfunded in the last year, year and a half that should be coming. Right. Sure. So sometimes we talk about a game that's crowdfunded relatively recently. They say 2024 and then we all kind of know it's not happening, but we still mention it. So, um, <laughs> yes. so if you're listening, you're like, there's no way that game comes out this year. I'm like, Maybe you're right, but they say it's coming out. So we're going to talk about it anyways. <laughs> and we've also gotten some future knowledge from our time travel offense who listens oh, to the podcast. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but we are going to cool. we are going to mix in about 30 percent incorrect just so you don't oh. don't realize that. Well, I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a multi multi-universe kind of thing. So BGA exists in all the multiverse. So in one of the multiverses, all the games do come out. Oh man, my brain hurts now. This... Although some in one of them, none of them come out. Oh no. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. This is like a so bad listening... Marvel movie. Oh. <laughs> so when you listen to when you're listening to this in 2025, you'll get to know what kind of universe you're in. That's all we're saying. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Is it the darkest timeline? I don't know. It feels like that some days. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it keeps getting darker. Anyways, <laughs> games. Games are light and fun. Um, Yay! Let's do the thing with the games. All right. So like I said, there's more than 50 here. This is going to be relatively rapid fire, like a minute or two per game. But rest assured, we will be talking about all of these later as well. Yes. This is uh, the the, the uh, pre-list of lists for the future. Yes, the mega preview. All right, yes. first up we have Andromeda's Edge, Luke Laurie's follow-up to Dwellings of Eldervale, but this time in space. Um, yep. This was crowdfunded last year, early last year, so it is very likely coming out this year. Um, I would love that. If it, if they would release this, I would be so happy. Yeah. I, like, this is the game, this is, again, we'll go through the list, but this is one of my most anticipated games. I mean, obviously, it's the first one we're talking about. So. Yeah. And I, mean, I backed it. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think skimming through this list, this might be my most anticipated um, yeah. of everything. There's one like way down the list that I don't know if it's coming out this year or not, but this is this is the one. So I'm super excited about this one. Uh, Same. And and you know, there's some other tweaks in there. It isn't just Dwellings of Elder Valley in space, but if we're being reductive, which we are because this is a preview episode, it's Dwellings of Elder Valley in space. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. Nope. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, all right, next up, we have another game in space. Uh, Ooh. We got a lot of those coming up, actually. Um, Arcs. This is Cole Worley's new game. This was on uh, Kickstarter, again, about a year ago. So very, very likely this is coming in the first half of this year. Um, this is a like campaign-style-ish game with multi-use cards, some like borderline trick-taking elements to it um in space so it's got kyle fair and artwork it's got that asymmetry that we all know and love from leader games um 
Oath ended up being a little bit too much for me. Although I will say I've, I've recently gotten emails from a, a couple people. And we must have talked about it on an episode recently being like, you have to get mm -hmm. back to Oath. It's brilliant. So I kind of want to. Um, but this is the next one coming out. So arcs. Yeah, I remember seeing the campaign. I did pass on it. And I look forward to regretting it terribly because it could be the banger of the year. Yep. Well, we will definitely play it because I need someone to play it with. Done! I, I'm Yay! about to play this game! Woohoo! Alright, uh, next up we have Pompero. This is the mm -hmm. new um, windmill game uh, from Julian Pombo, who works on a lot of solo stuff and kind of collaborates with Vitala Cerda. So, it's coming from Ape Games, not Eagle Griffin, but it is artwork by Ian O'Toole, so there you go. And it looks like a Lacerda game, just in terms of production. It's got like that yes. kind of vibe to it. Um, it is a game about kind of building the infrastructure the the wind powered infrastructure in uruguay so um i love the theme i love the idea behind it uh, i've played pombo's work in other lacerda stuff so i'm excited about it i actually pre-ordered this after the kickstarter campaigns i missed it the nice. first time around um and it's i haven't checked recently but i know it's it's on its way it's coming here in the first few months of the year yeah and for a game that is can be at least mechanically a little dry and at least as far as the euro stuff goes again you know tool just coming in to save the day because that's that's what the man does so pretty <laughs> uh next up we have imperium horizons this is the third game in the imperium series which are standalone but also blendable um little mini deck games uh civ games from nigel buckle and david turchi uh so this is the third in the series uh and they can kind of mesh them all together this was actually announced over a year ago. It was on our list last year, and it's not crowdfunded, mm -hmm. so I'm surprised it didn't come out yet, but it yeah. didn't. So here it is again on the list. Um, Imperium Classics and Imperium Legends, which I have both of, are brilliant, are fantastic, so I'm excited for this one. I still have not played any of these, and I don't know how that's happened because I've seen this at your house, Yeah, and we have not played this. At least I have not played this, and I... I remember way, 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 way back when, when the when it came out initially, I think it had been out somewhere before and then came out to the U.S. late. Yeah. And I was like, this is a game I really would want to play and just never had seen at the table. So this is the very first game that was shipped to my new house because I remember wow, I, I have a mental image of it sitting in the middle of the floor when nothing else was in the house. That's probably where I saw it. Yeah, maybe. So, um, yeah, you'd like it. It's it's very like it's tableau building. Damn, so, man. I know. And, and, and a Civ game. <laughs> Ah, so, we'll, we'll play it sometime. They're good. All right. Uh, next up is uh, I'll let you take this one because I didn't back it. Unconscious Mind. Yeah, I backed it. It's uh, all about uh, Freud and his friends doing a lot of psychology in a very uh, Euro slash surreal mindscape, but also very down to earth as far as um, doing the job of psychotherapists back in the day. Uh you got worker placement, you got engine building, action selection. The Kickstarter was lavish. I'm hoping it you know lives up to the great presentation that they put on the campaign because it was a little pricey to say the least. But uh, I am loving and looking forward to this to the ends of the earth. I mean, it looks like they spared no expense with it. So yes, very good. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. This is this is the one that I did not back that I wish I had, and I'm now excited to play your copy. See, I did a thing. Yeah. Back to thing. Yeah, it's, it's reciprocal. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, here's one that we neither of us backed, and I'm sure we'll both regret eventually, is Stellaris, Infinite Legacy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, for a little while, this one looked like vaporware. This has been on our list for the last two years. And uh-huh. I had removed it from the list. And then we saw a copy at PAX that looked like it existed. And so like, oh, I guess I got to put it back on the list. This game might be real. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the Eckerts make good games. I just didn't seem like they Eckerts. were actually making this one. <laughs> so Yeah, that campaign was the most sus campaign I've ever seen. And I used to do Kicking the Habit way back when Kickstarter first doing board games. Yeah. And it was really sketchy back in the day. So when they came out with this, I'm like, I love Academy Games. I love Stellaris. This is this is absolute this is this is going to be perfect. And then you got to the campaign and there was no rule book, no playthrough, and I don't even, I don't even remember if they even had like pictures or stuff. Like it was like a very bare bones kind of website. And then you had like 24 or 48 hours to back it with the extra early bird thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like you got like it was like the worst case scenario of all the things at the same time. Right. And we started at PAX and again, it sounds great. The guy pitched it to us again and I was like, this sounds great. <laughs> but the whole game wasn't there. There was just a portion of the game to see and like not even demo. It was like, here's a thing you could do. And I'm like, okay, still sounds great. But yeah. 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 It'll probably be good and we'll be annoyed, but it's yeah. I- I don't regret not backing it because it was so weird and sus. And it was a very weird campaign. I, yeah, I, I think the idea of like once again, people can jump in and out. Brilliant. More games need to be like that, especially when they're at this level of like four yeah. X kind of thing. So I think that's the thing I'm going to regret more than anything else. But hopefully, someone else locally has it. So yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have Dune: War for Arrakis. This is from Simon, and it is designed by Marco Maggi and Francesco Nepitello. Who are the designers of War of the Ring, my favorite game of all time? So this takes some of the core elements of that system and re-implements it for Dune, which was an instant sell for me. I backed this immediately, um, despite not really being in on Simon campaigns anymore. Uh, this one is set to arrive in the U.S. on the ship like this week and should ship out in the next two weeks. So we should have this by February. Therefore, it is a game I know exists and I'm excited for it. I mean, it has all the markings of the sleeper hit of the year, mm. no pun intended, and it could certainly be that way. Yeah, I, I just well, they timed it, it perfectly. It just, it's it's going to arrive like a month did. before the movie. So, I mean, even when Dune Imperium came out, I was like, "Oh, Dune Imperium, that's great." I don't think anyone's going to be just, just. I think it's not going to have a big following because Dune never really had a huge following, and right. huge following followed. So. This is great because the people who play Dune Imperium now might be ready for like an all out, you know, 1v1 kind of game in that kind of universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's going to be big and long. So hopefully they know that. <laughs> but I look forward to well, it. Well, it's a good, it's a good, I mean, Dune Imperium is a really good stepping stone for that because, yeah. again, I can't imagine, like, when it, Dune is so dense, I was surprised that. You know, it wasn't produced by somebody bigger. Yeah. You know, Lacerda or, you know, somebody, just somebody, somebody with serious crunch. Yeah. And they made it accessible and everyone jumped on board, which was shocking. (laughs) You know, like. Of all IPs, Dune is the one with like the board game that's like up at the top of the list. That's so weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, so next up, another IP game, a little bit smaller. Uh, Slay the Spire, the board game. Mm-hmm. This was a Kickstarter at the end of 2022. So it has now yeah. been not quite a year and a half, but we're getting there. Um, and this is one where they're like, we are 100% just making the the video game as a board game, which honestly yeah. is why I didn't back it. Because I'm like, I have the video game. I love the video game. I don't need card version yeah. of that. But it is an amazing video game. So if they pull it off, it could be quite good. I can't imagine, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to manage the math. Yeah. Because there are like crazy combos with numbers of cards that come out there. I mean, obviously, they've done a thing. Yeah. But this is one of those times where I wish it was different because I feel like I played Slay the Spire to death. Right. I have. (laughs) And then I fell asleep and woke up and didn't remember any of it. So. Right. (laughs) Uh, Good times. Um, Yeah. All right. Next up, we have a sequel. I did not put it down in the re-release section because it is a legacy game, so therefore it's probably got some new stuff going on. Clank Legacy 2, Acquisitions Incorporated, Darkest Magic. So this is just a straight-up sequel, like think Pandemic Legacy 2. This is mm-hmm. Clank Legacy 2, which people who've played <laughs> Clank Legacy love it. It's one of the favorite. Yeah. It's like a top 100 game. I've never played it. I'm not a huge Clank fan. Um, in general, Penny Arcade, yeah, yeah, it's, it's Penny Arcade. I don't care about Penny Arcade, and I don't care about Clink. So I haven't played those. <gasps> I know Pax is great, but Penny send, Arcade is whatever. S- send the hate mail to Anthony at BoardGamersAnonymous.com. <laughs> Chris, Chris is a big fan. Love you guys. Love you. It's okay. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> we get another one of these. So, yeah, for those of you do. who care, I'm I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> um. Next up, we got Metal Gear Solid, the board game, which is a game that Emerson Matsuchi designed it. Great. Um, it was originally, I think, Pandasaurus maybe had the license to this, and then it died. They killed it. It was done. And then Simon brought it back, put up a pre-order page last year. So it is coming out this year. Um, this is a stealth sneaking around game in which you are fighting through Shadow Moses Island to destroy Metal Gear. So it is legit just Metal Gear Solid as a board mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. Could be very cool. Could Doubtful. be could be kind of lame. Hard to tell. Probably. <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid is such a weird, quirky, authorial vision. Yeah, I don't know how you turn that into a board game, but it's a great video game. Yeah, it's just it's it's asking a lot. Yeah, it just it's asking a lot. So I hope they hit it. I hope they crush it. Just it's just asking a lot. And I remember when it when they announced it, it just you know. So yeah, we'll just. I was I was like looking at him like can I just buy the Metal Gear miniature? No, yeah, I don't want to pay a hundred bucks for this, so I don't want the game that goes with it. I, I just I, again a lot of games do a lot of video games do fit perfectly into board game situations. I'm always very suspicious of when it's just it seems like it's just another tactical miniatures on a board. Yeah, and again that's not a bad thing if you love that IP so much you don't care what you're getting right. you just want it all all for that. I just. Metal Gear is just, it's been, it's more than that. It's more than it's just a simple video game. Right. That's all I'm saying. 100%. Hmm? All right. Uh, next up, Undergrove. This is Ooh. Elizabeth Hargrave's mushroom game. So, uh, it, you're a fun guy. On Kickstarter, summer uh-huh. this last year. Yeah. And yeah. it probably will come out this year. AEG tends to, to run pretty quick on theirs. Um, it looks interesting. There's been a lot of mushroom games lately. I don't know why. <laughs> 
People are obsessed with mushrooms all of a sudden. Uh, but it's the new zombies. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. it's not even the new zombies. It's the old zombies. <laughs> like, yeah, um, that's true. But the original zombies. Yeah. It looks interesting. It's got, it gives me like an earth vibe though, looking at the tableau. Yeah. So I don't dig that, but I will see. I, uh, I'm res- reserving judgment. I did not back this, but I will gladly play it. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot to say about it, but I, like you said, we have not played it. So let's, yeah. No. No. We'll see. We've mm-hmm. done a preview at several conventions, which is 10 minutes long and doesn't tell you anything. So. Yes. And it's, it's out there. It's coming out. AEG does a great job. Um, yeah, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, we have Molly House. Uh, this is from War League Games, uh, designed by Joe Kelly. Uh, and this was submitted for the Zenobia Awards, the Historical Gaming Awards. Um, also co-developed by Cole Worley, who worked on the game with Joe. Um, it, it's a very interesting theme because it's just not the kind of thing we see in games in general, right? Um, so we have players take on the roles of Mollies, who are like the gender-defying individuals back in like early 1700s in London, who threw like these big parties and had to like avoid the police who had cracked down on things for moral depravity, quote unquote. Um, so very interesting theme, looks very unique in a lot of ways, both mm-hmm. mechanically and thematically. Um, it's just very cool that Whirly Gig picked this up and they're publishing it. Looking forward to playing it. Yeah, it couldn't be in better hands. I got to see this at uh, PAX Unplugged. Uh, they were doing very short demos of it, but everyone seemed to be happy with it. So yeah, yeah look forward to it. Looks very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, another IP. We got Elder Scrolls Betrayal of the Second Era. <laughs> which honestly by itself i would have been like who cares but it's chip theory games yeah so yeah i i can see why people care um i kind of care a little i honestly i've never really loved any of their games but i respect the heck out of them for yeah. what they do and the amount of work and time they put into it um it looks interesting so it's it's a big cooperative adventure game the elder mm-hmm. scrolls so I, I thematically not interested. I'm not a huge Elder Scrolls fan, but but you throw that like fine layer of polish you get from a chip theory game on top of it. And I'm like, ooh, man, this looks really cool. Yeah, it's it's again, I don't ha- have not played it yet. I don't think anyone's really more or less, I guess, unless you are a direct influencer for them. Yeah, it looks very much like too many bones. Yes. So yeah. but that's neither good or bad. It just. It's a, it's a thing, you know. We're gonna have to do a list every time. I'm just like, damn it, this gonna this is a list of all the video game IP stuff. I know, yeah. It's been a lot lately. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Next up, we have Nocturne. This is the new one from Flat Out Games, who did Cascadia mm-hmm. and Calico and and all those other great things. Um. This is Fox Mystics throwing spells at each other, <laughs> collecting yeah. magical forest items. I love it. I love the theme. I love the visuals. Beth Sobel doing the artwork. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. we get like these really realistic looking foxes, but they're like in wizard robes. Um, so cool looking. Uh, I did back this. Um, uh-huh. I love flat out games. They do these like very puzzly spatial type of things. And yeah, I, I've enjoyed all of them. And this looks like another one. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. And I think that's the point. I mean, I previewed this on kicking the habit and I think we talked about this. It is very much a puzzle game. It's very much like an abstract tactical kind of game in a grid. Mm-hmm. So it has a lot of that nice theming, but it's not 
cutesy characters on a board shooting things. It really mm-hmm. is a intellectual puzzle kind of game. Yeah. 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 So uh, I will review it and let you all know later this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars Unlimited Spark of Rebellion. This is Fantasy Flight's new collectible card game that will be dead within a year. Um, the game is actually pretty good. I played it at Gen Con <laughs> with my son. Yeah. He fell in love mm-hmm. with it. And so uh-huh. I did pre-order some stuff because it's rare that he loves a game that much. So I was like, okay, I'll get mm-hmm. a starter kit and a couple, like one booster box, which is already too much money. But um, we're going we're gonna to do like a very light introduction to the game. <laughs> and then from there, he can spend his own money on it. Um, but it is a good game. Like, just mechanically speaking, it fits the theme really well of Star Wars. I'm looking forward to it. I wish it wasn't going to be dead in a year and a half, but it's yeah. it's Fantasy Flight. It will be dead in a year and a half. Yeah. It's kind of sad. And, and Lurkan is out there, too, eating, eating everyone's lunch at the moment. Yeah. So I don't know how much CCG table space there's going to be with uh, so many big hitters out there. Flesh and Bone is Flesh and Bones big, is big, too, as well. So, yeah. I good mean, luck. <laughs> Historically, the industry has only really been able to support like three or four of these things. Right now, we yeah. have like five. Like one of them is already set to die, probably, and then we get a new yeah. one with Star Wars. I'm like, I don't know. It's not going to last, stick, but stick. I'll enjoy it while I can. Stick with the deck builder. It's awesome. Make more it stuff is. for that. Yes, make more. I would <laughs> love that. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Inventions: Evolution of Ideas. Vitalis Serda's new game. Uh, this will probably ship middle second half of the year based on their usual timeline. Um, neither one of us backed this because of our disappointment oh. with Weather Machine. Yeah. So, this is fall, yet another one that falls in the category of like, uh, I hope it's good, but also I hope it's not. Um, but we'll see. Uh, and just honestly, not just, I mean, not for just, or in particular, Vitella Serta, but it reminds me of, I mean, this particular situation. If you have a game, and I and I understand the, desire and the advice that you get as far as getting everybody and their brother and sister to do a paid preview that's great but if i'm going to back something that i have not played i need to have an independent review in order to pull the trigger so you can get every internationally known you know, media person out there to do a paid preview, but if if there's not somebody legitimately independent who's played the game and can talk about the game, I can't back the game. Yeah. So, so please, I, I I I see so many Kickstarters. This was one of them. I see so many Kickstarters with so many previews, and then there's a pull quote, but you already paid them for a preview. Again, not saying that that wasn't their true feelings about it. I just need some independent game reviews of it. That's all I'm saying. I would back this. I backed everything else. And I just can't do it anymore. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's my little PSA for the day. Yeah, it's it's just so much. It's such a big investment of time, if nothing else, let alone the money. So, yeah. we need. Just I just want to see how the more. game's played. It's so, I mean, I, I love Kickstarter for so many reasons, like so many incredible reasons. But this is one of those things where... I got to feel the playthrough. I got to feel someone playing it and really examining it in order to back something sight unseen right. for, you know, typically one to 200 plus hundred dollars waiting for two plus years. I'll just wait until it comes out because yeah. that's what I'm going to do now. <laughs> just wait until it comes out now. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have MLEM Space Agency. 
This is a new Reiner Knizia game coming from Rebel Studio about sending cats into space. <laughs> There's going to have to be an episode about which is the new thing. So we have mushrooms, we have cats, and we have space. <laughs> cats in space. That's the new thing. Cats in space. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have, yeah. Bees in space, so mushrooms in space is mushrooms. Mushrooms in space. That might be next. Yeah, yeah. Everything in space. Let's do it. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much what we know right now. It is a push your luck race game of sending cats into space. So awesome. It's Reiner Knizia, and it's a ridiculous theme. I'm kind of super into that, so I I would like to see how this plays. The uh, definitely check out the artwork because it really leans into the into like the wacky premise of it all yeah so there there's a there one of the planets is is like a saturn planet but it's made of yarn yes so i love it that's a thing i guess no, no, i love it it's great um all right next up we have another big old honking game this is not going to come out in 2024 they listed as that but so that's why it's on our list but it hasn't even run their kickstarter yet um galactic cruise mm-hmm. uh so this is a game that has been They've been floating it around since Gen Con. People have been previewing it. They had a booth at PAX. People were previewing it there. Um, it's a big, heavy Euro. Well, medium, heavy yeah. Euro. Um, yeah. But it's got the big box treatment, you know, tool artwork. It looks like one of those, right? It has the Vitalisterna look to it. Uh, and it's about space exploration and getting up into space as, as kind of a company up there. Kind of got that faux 50s artwork going on. I love the aesthetic of this. By all accounts, it's very good uh, from people who've previewed it and played it. Uh, we have not, so I can't say one way or another. But I am looking forward to the crowdfunding campaign. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be obscenely expensive, and I may <laughs> not back it because of that. But I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing that. I don't think we'll see the game this year, though. Same. All right. Uh, next up, we have Kelp. You previewed Kelp, right? Yeah. Kelp looks great. Two-player asymmetrical game. Uh, you have your octopi kind of playing a little stratego as it bounces around and tries to prevent to get eaten. And then, uh, you have some dice rolling from the shark who's, you know, after the octopus, the whole game, it was a really good campaign. Um, you know, a little bit on the high side, but it really, everything of it looks sweet. The artwork looked great. The production looked great. The, uh, theming looked great. So yeah. Looking forward to getting to the table. Cool. All right. Uh, next up, we have Marvel United Multiverse, which <laughs> I feel silly putting on the list because we've already had two of these mega Marvel United campaigns. But hey, guess what? We backed this too. So, well, to be fair, it's a multiverse. So we're going to be talking <laughs> <laughs> about this game multiple times in multiple places. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's coming. Um, so, yeah, this is just more Marvel United with some more tweaks to it. I dig it. I'm excited for a Captain Carter mini. That's cool. Um, There's some other cool stuff in there. There's also some lame stuff in there because they just have to fill it out. And they are running out of stuff to do after three campaigns of this. So uh, I'm interested to see what they do next because they have not indicated they're done. I don't know what comes after this, but this will be cool. This, yeah, this was certainly a hard campaign to watch. You're a big Marvel fan. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Comics way back, you know. Huge number of boxes of comics and stuff like that. So I know, I, I would say, I knew at least 90% of the characters there. And I'm just like, ooh, you guys are stretching. Like, I thought you guys were stretching with the X-Men campaign. But, like, this is really deep, deep, deep cuts. And 
I can't imagine what they would come out for another campaign. That being said, the game itself mechanically has been great. Uh, and it's, it has not disappointed for what it is. So um, in that scenario, I like the little odd, oddity kind of characters here and there. And Marvel Cinematic Universe and, you know, Disney Plus has not done the best job with their recent kind of outtakes. But um, it's good to see the characters. You know, I want to play some uh, Crocodile Loki. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be yeah. fun. Uh, all right, next up we have another Reiner Knizia game, Cascadero. This was on Kickstarter yeah. not too long ago. Um, and it's Knizia getting the big box Uno tool treatment. So beautiful cover. Um, it's an abstract game. So it's little hexes with tokens moving around. Reiner yeah, Knizia, pretty... very, very mathy. But the stuff that has artwork on it looks really good. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a dream team right there, those two. Yeah. And Knizia needs somebody to come in there and just pump life into his abstract. So, uh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Won't back, didn't back it, but uh, looks great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have enough Knizia abstracts, which I love, yeah. but I don't, I don't need more of them. <laughs> so I didn't back <laughs> this either, but I look forward to playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is a game that we've been talking about for like 10 years. Tales of the Arthurian <laughs> Knights. Um, supposedly coming out in 2024. I'll believe it when I see it. But Andrew yeah. Parks, who we know, good friend, um, mentioned that this game is, exists and is coming. So I, I'm looking forward to its existence in our life. <laughs> yeah, we, we we have to. Yeah, it's coming out from WizKids. WizKids knows how to do things and produce things. And they've, they've had a really good record, uh, especially recently. So we just need to make the time to get this to the table. But looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Huang, which is another Reiner Kinesia game. Big year coming up. Um, that guy, I know. I'm just saying. I know he's up and coming, but I, I think he, I think he might be a, th- it might be the real he thing. Might just be saying. onto something here, yeah. I know he might produce a game or two. Yeah. Uh, so this is the third version. Um, so again, maybe this should be in our next section with the re-implementations. But it is Tigers and Euphrates, and then Yellow and Yangtze, and now it's Huang, which is taking the from the Middle East and then from. China, but then re-implementing it again in China in the Warring States period. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I'm not the hugest fan of this system of games, but it is a classic yeah. and all-timer for a reason. Like Tigers from Euphrates, sure. one of the top 200 games. Yellow and Yangtze, fantastic yes. implementation of that. So this is yet another new version of that. This was on GameFound, so it's like a nice, beautiful, fancy production of that. Um, it's just really cool to see like these abstracts. Like an abstract game, it could just be pieces of cardboard on a map. But yeah. to get really pretty versions of that. It's interesting because this is the third some odd version of this. Yeah. Give or take. So, sure. Yeah. Keep bringing them out. People love them. Uh, all right. Next one up is you, Star Trek Into the Unknown. Oh, yeah. I We got to see slash ever so lightly demo a little bit of this. And this is Star Trek Attack Wing. But more of a 1v1 with high quality large miniatures and a brand new tactical system that really is more euro like where you're just playing multi-use cards to activate certain systems on your ship uh there's of course battling because of course there's battling but there's also uh mission completion as well uh there wasn't a lot more to it 
at, at least at PAX Unplugged. I'm sure there's a lot more coming from it. But uh, I'm looking forward to checking this out. Big fan. So, yeah. I mean, it's got a lot of competition out there from Attack Wing, from Ascendancy. Uh, but this looks good. It looks good and it's smart. It looks good and smart. They got the right idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Unreliable Wizard. This is a solo-only game that was... It came out in Japan in 2022, but it was recently on GameFound for a U.S. release um, in 2024. Uh, it's designed by Kami Bayashi. And it is a solo only card laying game based on like old eight bit style, like uh, adventure games. So mm-hmm. it's got some like Zelda vibes, some old school Final Fantasy vibes. Uh, very excited for this. It's super, super up my alley. I did back this. So I'm excited <laughs> for this. Excellent. Uh, Dungeon Cart uh, from Brotherwise Games. I think we talked about this back when it was yeah. up on uh, crowdfunding. Um, this is the boss monster crew in a kart racing game. That's cool. It's Mario Kart, man. Just say it. Yeah. It's Mario Kart. <laughs> I love it. Um, I did not back this. Uh, I don't remember why. It seems like something I would, but I did not. But I'm very excited to see how this plays. Mm-hmm. Evacuation. This, so every year we do this list and there's that one game from Rio Grande Games because they release their big game every year the first week of January. I don't know why they do this every year. It is the worst week to release a new game because you don't get on the end of the year lists. You don't get on the beginning of the year lists. Mm-hmm. We're putting it on our beginning of the year list anyways. Um, but I have this downstairs. It showed up like yesterday. So man, they don't, they don't play by your rules, man. No, they I don't mean, play by anybody's yeah. rules. And then nobody knows their games exist. Um, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, this is the new Vladimir Suchi game. Uh, it came out at Essen. They had copies at PAX to, to play. Um, it's just now reaching North America like this week. So it mm-hmm. is the most anticipated. I've not played it yet. I look forward to playing yes. it. Uh, ditto. Yeah, this is uh, Vladimir Sushi, big, super big fan. L- looking forward to getting this at the table. Yep. Uh, another Essen game that is coming out in the West here in the next few months is Rats of Weistar. Weistar? Wister? I don't know. Um, this is Simone Luciani and Danilo Sibia. It's a bunch of rats who escape from a like testing facility and have to set up a whole little um, I don't know. Community? community? Yeah. yeah. It's it's the secret of NIM, basically. Uh, as 100%. A board game. Yeah. Which, which is cool. That's a fun movie. So mm-hmm. uh, look forward to it. It's kind of on the lighter end as a Euro. Um, kind of demoed it and looked through the rules a couple times but it's definitely a game i want to pick up so 100 percent, yeah that looks forward. great mm-hmm. uh luthier is the new one from paverson games uh mm-hmm. which released distilled last year this game yes. has not yet made its way to crowdfunding it's coming to kickstarter nope. soon so as i said before there's no way this comes out in 2024 but they've listed it as 2024 so it's on our list <laughs> so this impacts unplugged and instantly became a big fan of it. It just looks great. So uh, almost assuredly, we'll back this. Yes. Um, all right. Next up, we have Cascadia, Rolling Hills, and Rolling Rivers. So um, Cascadia is one of my top 10 games of all time. And now we're getting a flip and roll and write game based on that. Now, I almost certainly won't like that as much as I like Cascadia, but... It looks interesting nonetheless, the way they've approached it. It is designed by Randy Flynn. So it's the same designer, kind of approaching it. It's flat out games. It's going to be very puzzly. Um, 
I believe they're just releasing this straight up, so it's not coming to Kickstarter or anything. Uh, I'm excited for all of those reasons. So probably not in your wheelhouse at all. But, nope, not even a little bit. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited for it. I, I will be sure. picking up. I'll probably pick up both of them because I'm a crazy person. But uh, Cascadia, flipping yes. rolling rights. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, all right, next up we have Defenders of the Realm 2.0 version 16. What are they calling this? Legends Retold. That's what they're calling it. Yes. Um, we did get a chance to see this at PAX. Did not get a chance to play it, but it's very Aww. bright. That's what I know. It's very bright. It's very bright and colorful, and hopefully it does it does justice to the game. Uh, again, it looked it looked like there was some different mechanics to it. So, uh, but almost, I mean, it's a great company. I mean, everything's great. So, yeah, yeah, be, it's coming from probably be a back. Yeah, it's coming from Greater Than Games. It has five designers listed. Um, the original was solely designed by Richard Lanius, and now there's four other mm-hmm. people helping with that. I don't know if that's good or bad, but. <laughs> It's a lot of different people with ideas, so we'll see how that goes. It does not have the Larry Elmore artwork. That's the only major right. down with it. It yes. does look very generic. Like It does. Like, there's this common style that we're getting now of just, like, cartoony fantasy look. Like, like mm-hmm. Avatar, Last Airbender type of look yes. on everything. And it's bright, yeah. and it's colorful, and it's accessible, but it's also just kind of bland, because everything yeah. looks like that. It's... It's approaching that AI uncanniness, not not necessarily a bad way, but as in like a, it just doesn't have any definition or feel to it. It's right. Yeah. 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 So we'll see how it goes. Um, next up, we have Sincore, the pride of Mansamusa. This is a new one from Osprey Games, and it's bringing back Fabio Lopiano and Ian O'Toole, who previously worked together on Merv, um, the Heart of the Silk Road. And that game came out in 2020. It was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, but no one played it because it released in like July 2020. Uh, so this is a new one with a very similar look and feel to it in terms of aesthetics and coloring. The cover even looks kind of the same. Yeah. Um, this takes place in Timbuktu. At the, you are managing the University of San Corre. So we're adding a game to our list of university games, which is great. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah. And it's historical, which is fun. Um, so you are enrolling pupils, teaching classes, adding to curriculum, filling the library. Like, just everything sounds amazing about this. Um, it is releasing, like, in a couple weeks. Um, I have this on pre-order. I think it's coming, like, mid-month. So nice. I very much look forward to playing this and telling you all what I think. Looks great. Love it. Yeah. All right. So I mentioned there's one other game on the list that maybe is my most anticipated along with oh, Andromeda's boy. Edge. Um, if this comes out this year, it's it might be this. So okay. this is Civolution, a big sprawling civilization building game from Stefan Feld. So it's got a terrible cover. Uh, so if you look at that, ignore that. But the game looks interesting. <laughs> okay. It's got like master hand and crazy hand from smash brothers like playing with some stuff i don't know i don't really know what it's supposed to be but you are faculty at the technical academy of creation uh taking a final exam in civilization design because apparently you need a frame story for a civilization game you can't just have a civilization (laughs) game um but you know i 
I'm very, very fascinated to see Stefan Feld's take on a civilization game because of all the things he's done, none of them have been this. So I'm excited to see how it goes. Yeah, super excited. Uh, love Civ games. Love to have a new tack taken on Civ games because I do think that they've gotten a little boring, a little dry, a little yeah. uninspired, a, a lot of samey kind of stuff. So yeah, this is, I mean, Feld. I'm so glad he's doing something that's not a reimplantation of a thing he already did. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're going to keep doing the city stuff, at least mix it up. Like, yeah. So it's good to see him mixing it up. Um, all right. Next up, we have Blueprints of Mad King Ludwig. So this is a flip and sketch game. Mm-hmm. Though, again, probably not your most excited thing, but uh, I'm interested to see how they do it. They did have this at PAX. They were letting people play it. Um, yeah. We did not get a chance to play it, but I did watch a couple people play and it's it is very much like a flip and sketch, right? You you flip a thing, you get a prompt, you sketch it into your personal blueprints and mm-hmm. you try to maximize your score. So it is Castles of Mad King Ludwig, but drawing. Uh, and so if that sounds interesting to you, this might be interesting to you. Um, but if it doesn't, if you're not a big drawing game fan or like everybody gets the same input, and let's see how we can do with it game like a flip and write. Um, yeah. Then that's what this is. So <laughs> maybe, maybe not for you. More power to you, people. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got High Season Grand Hotel Roll and Write. Ooh. Yeah. So this is a big box roll and write game based on Grand Austria Hotel. Uh, we're getting a lot of these lately, like the big box roll and writes. Yeah. So it's thirty or forty dollars. It's it's a full. I mean, it's what a full game used to cost. I guess now it's cheap <laughs> compared to the full games. But you have the same board of of dice. Like the dice mm-hmm. mechanism seems to be the same, but then you are drawing things into your hotel instead of like playing cards into it. So rather than a tableau builder, it is like a flip and write, roll and write type of thing. Um, I think I might pick this up, but I'm still on the fence a little bit as well because a lot of these bigger box roll and write games have been disappointing of late. It's really hard to make this mechanic work. Sure. If it takes more than 30 minutes. Yeah. Some, at a certain point, you're like, I'd rather play the actual game. Yeah. Yeah. Like Board Game Geek listed it as 45 to 90 minutes. Ooh. I'm like, I don't want to play a roll and write for 90 minutes. Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't. I'd rather play, like you said, I'll play the full game. So, yeah. and the full game of this is two hours. So I might as well play the full game. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see. Uh, Next up is Patterns, a Mandala game. So Mandala was a uh, two-player game from Lookout Games that came out a few years ago. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was like about building a Mandala. Um, so this is an area control type of game in you, like tile swapping uh, from a, the Mandala that's in front of you, um, designed by Trevor Benjamin and Brett Gilbert. Uh, so I don't know, like these little two-player single-box games from Lookout Games, I always enjoy. And this seems to be another one based on one that I already have and I'm already very much like. So I uh, almost certainly will fly under the radar as these tend to do. And I uh, just kind of wanted to throw it out there because I think it's an interesting looking game. Cool. Uh, Dragon Eclipse is next. This is the Awakened Realms game. It was on GameFound probably like six to nine months ago. Um, it is one to two players only in which you are uncovering the secrets of the eclipse and something something dragons um <laughs> who knows their their themes are always like what 
but beautiful, beautiful dragon miniatures. That's what I remember about this. And yeah. the one to two player only thing is interesting. You had me at beautiful dragon miniatures. Yes, they are amazing. So uh, it was expensive. I didn't back it. But again, if you just sold me the miniatures, I might be in. Yeah, same. Uh, next up, The Veil of Eternity. Uh, this technically released in 2023. Again, another one of those Essen releases. Um, but it's it's got just a beautiful aesthetic to it. Uh, it's designed by Eric Hong, who previously has not done anything too substantial. Like I think Pocket Farm was the previous game that that they worked on uh but this one's a hand management game and set collection with these just beautiful different creatures and, and things that you engage with um kind of this fantasy eastern aesthetic uh looks pretty don't know much more about it but it looks very pretty i've heard good things from from people who've had a chance to give it a go same uh dwarf romantic the duel dwarf romantic is one of my favorite games of the year it's in my top 10 it won the Spiel des Jahr also, <laughs> if that means anything to you. Uh, this is a two-player dual version of that game, uh, mm-hmm. which is interesting because the original is a cooperative game. So taking that co-op and turning it into like a 1v1 is, is an interesting spin on it. Um, I, I don't... I mean, I'm going to get it. I like this, and I'd like to play it with my family, but I, I really like the way it just works as a co-op. So we'll see if it's worth it. Sure. Uh, another duel game coming out this year, uh, the Quacks of Quedlinburg duel. Mm-hmm. So Wolfgang Warsh has remixed Quacks of Quedlinburg into a two-player dueling game. This is, feels like a kind of a rite of passage for a really popular Euros, since Uwe Rosenberg did it with all of his. So yeah. we have Caverna and Agricola and Lahav all had two-player duel games. So now we get things like this. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays. Up. I think this could be a, a banger just because when you play Quacks, it is it's it's a press your luck game. And when you're playing with multiple people at the table, I think you lose a lot of that because it doesn't really matter. There's just too many people at the table, too many things to figure out and math out and stuff like that. But if it's a two-player game, that press your luck thing becomes really, really important finally. Like really on point. You know, going back and forth, back and forth and trying to like, you know, win or lose as far as like when should you push or, or not. So I think this could be it. I think this would I think this actually works based on the the base game. Yeah, it looks really interesting. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, all right. Uh, next up, we have another two player dueling game, The Battle of Versailles. Oh, fancy. It, yeah. So this is coming from Salt and Pepper Games. Um, they did have this at PAX to try out. I kind of hovered over it for a little bit to learn the rules. And it is a game based on a fashion show from 1973 in which American designers went up against French designers in Versailles, France. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So some of the most famous names in fashion that even I recognize. Uh, So I know like Oscar de la Renta and Anne Klein and Yves Saint Laurent. I know who these people are ish. To be fair, you do dress up for the podcast each and every week. Oh, so yeah. nobody, nobody gets to see it, but yeah. it's one design after the other. I mean, I wish you all could see it. He looks fantastic. Oh my gosh. Uh, so uh, that is an interesting theme. You don't get a lot of fashion design games. Um, yeah. Need more. But- yeah, so it and it looks very pretty too, like just design wise. So uh, I love I love that this exists. I I know a lot of people who've played it really really enjoy it so far. Sounds good. 
All right, uh, Pirates of Maracaibo. This is a new one from a whole big design team that also includes Alexander Pfister. Uh, so it is a kind of a, a respin on Maracaibo, but with dice. Um, sure. And so, don't I, honestly, I they had copies at PAX. I didn't really spend any time with it, so I don't really know what the major differences are. But I liked Maracaibo well enough. Um, we've talked about this before. It's too long. It's just got yeah. it's it's way too long if you play with more than two people. Um so like a shorter, more accessible dice based version of it, maybe that's cool. I don't know. Fister makes cool stuff, so I'm I'm always up for trying it. All right. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you uh, know if you if you spend several hours doing the same thing over and over again. But if it the, works out, I, I'll be in. I'll, I'll Yeah. Try. We'll see. Yeah, it, it is the time on it is like 40 to 110 minutes. I'm like, that's a, yeah, I just not. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Why do you make your smaller games bigger than your big games? It's it's too long. It's that's not what you're supposed to be doing, bro. (laughs) Just saying too long. Yeah. All of his stuff. Like here's an expansion. Now it's an hour longer. Like, why do you think we want that? We do not want that. (laughs) I was so excited for the Maracaibo expansion and it made the game longer. And I'm like, no, God, no, not even a little bit. No. So, all right. Uh, last but not least, on our main list, and then we have a uh-huh. few more on the secondary list. Ooh, Wormspan, which at this point you probably already all know about because they just announced it last week. Yeah. Uh, so put your joke is... in right here. Go ahead. We'll give you a second to to hit hit it. Good. Yeah. Ah, Maybe? that was a good one. That was good. I like oh, that they, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Woo. That's good. Woo. Worms. Yeah. Didn't um, see that coming. So it's it's wingspan with dragons. Right. So wor- worms are dragons. Is that what you're trying to say? That's if you spell it with a du- with a Y. Yeah. Ah, see, not see. I think they. I I, I appreciate. I appreciate. It. I knew that, right? Because sci-fi, fantasy, all that kind of thing, a million dragons. But I don't think the average person, the public, knows that. No. And I think they're going to have a little bit of a problem, you know, when people search for this game or even think of like. I think people legitimately are going to think. Oh, they had a bird game. Now they're going to have a worm game, and and I think that's, I think that's the logical leap instead of dragons. Yeah. Again, I get, I get it. I know it. I understand it, but I don't think most people do. No. I, I think it's a little, little too smart for just a little too like esoteric is the point. Yep, I agree. I, I was a little disappointed in this because I was hoping it would just be literally wingspan with dragons. Uh-huh. Reading the summaries of it, it seems like it's more complex than that. My kids are not going to be interested. Um, Wingspan's already kind of the, the, the peak of their interest in complexity. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know why we always feel the urge to take games that are very popular and well-received uh-huh. and then make them more complicated. That's always the thing that happens. Or make I, them a roll and write and somehow more complicated. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> So and no one ever wants to play the more complicated one. And even if it's nope. better, which sometimes they are, it just mm-hmm. disappears. It fades into obscurity. Now, it's Stonemaier Games, so I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. Like, everybody's going to buy the game and say it's the second coming of board games because it was made by Stonemaier. Uh-huh. But I, at the same time, I'm like, stop making it more complicated for no reason. Like, Wingspan is perfect in terms of complexity and what it does. Do that, but with dragons and a few new mechanics. And I'd be happy. Maybe, they, maybe not, it is, too. We haven't played it yet. but No, and it's not Elizabeth Hearthgrave making the game. No, no, it's Connie Vogelman. Um, 
And Connie made Apiary, which I, I did get a chance to play over the break, and I actually quite liked it. Uh, I think it's a pretty good game. I wish it wasn't Bees in Space. I wish they had just <laughs> said Bees. I think just Bees would have been fine. Just just do Bees. <laughs> Especially from the company that did Wingspan, and it was a mega yeah. hit. Like, you could just do Bees, and people would be fine with that. I don't know why you had to put them in space. Because now it's now it's a, opaque to a lot of people. Yes. The people who would be interested in a B game are not going to be interested in a Bees in Space game. No. I don't know why they did that. I, and it, people it, who are interested in, in, in like a legit space thing, probably not interested in Bees in Space. Like that's, it's no. kind of weirdly in between. It plays like a B game and they just happen to be in space. So I'm like, why are they in space? Anyways, I'll review that in a couple of weeks. But um, the game is good. It's just an unfortunate theming, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, folks. So there you go. That is, what is that? Like 44 games? Yeah, 44 games. Take. Yeah, 44 games that are maybe coming out in 2024. Um, we have another list of 13 or so that we'll kind of rapid fire through here. These mm-hmm. are re-releases, like just straight up re-releases and expansions set to come out this year. So first up, we have El Grande. This is the big one everybody's really talking about. This comes out next week. Um, El Grande, Chris. Second re-release since your pre- <laughs> since your prediction. Crazy. <laughs> It came true. The, the the mystics were right, and I was a mystic at that time. So, yeah. and we actually get new artwork this time too. It looks nice. Yeah. No. And again, it's arguably one of the greatest games of all time. So yeah. But it always after its initial release, even with the new release with the meeples, uh, it did not really make any kind of impact or or noise like Brass did. Yeah. So. Maybe well, that, that re-release was it was the box was too big and it was ugly. Yeah, like this this looks That's much prettier saying. and it's small. So, yeah, of course. And so, yeah, here's here's the hoping. Yep. Um, Cyclades Legendary Edition. It's another one for you. Why? Why? I own <laughs> all of this. Like, come on, you 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 got several of my kidneys. I I bought all the things. I bought all of the things. Embarrassing. I have the I have the iPad version of this. Nobody owns the iPad version of Cyclades. <laughs> it's unplayable. There's no AI in the game, and now they're doing it again. And I remember it was up. I was just like, yeah, I can't. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah, this list is here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are six full re-releases on this list. Yeah, four of them are like of your favorite games. I, yes, I I feel personally attacked. I'm just they want just your putting money. that out there. Yeah, just putting that out there. All right, uh, Teotihuacan City of Gods Deluxe Master Set. Uh, this was this was a Kickstarter, and I I did eventually cave and back this. Um, there's some new content in here. Mostly, it's just revamping the old stuff. Sure. So. One of the top games on Board Game Geek, one of my favorites. Getting a fancier version, the box will probably be too big. I'll complain about it once I get it. <laughs> you all know the drill by now. And it had multiple. The base, the previous version had multiple expansions and stuff and upgrades and yeah. all that kind of fun stuff. So. Yeah, it's three expansions, I think. So this yeah. one will have four. One of which is a player count expansion, which I did not back. Sure. Well, I do know you like having more players play a game oh yeah yeah let's let's take a euro that is well balanced at four and add a fifth player that's always fun <laughs> just add an hour and a bunch of headache to the game it's, <laughs> it's great i love that let's do it there you go time. buddy there you go uh stop doing it <laughs> um all right 
this is one we're both legit excited about war of the ring the card game fire yeah. and swords so we are getting the first full real expansion um the last one was a solo expansion for war of mm-hmm. the ring the card game which is great and i played it and i love it but this one adds new factions so we have um the northmen for the free peoples and easterlings and ruffians for the shadow so now you can play with six people eh? Yeah, instead of shenanigans with uh, people taking yeah. buys and stuff like that. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can play two teams of three or I think that's what it is. Is it two teams of three or three teams of two? It doesn't matter. I'm excited for it. I love this game. My game of the year last year. And I would love more content for it. So it's cool that it's Ian Brody who did this because that is a person who gets constantly fiddling with and adding to his games. So we're going to keep getting stuff. Um, lovely man, by the way. Absolutely. Great meeting him and hearing kind of the design philosophy that went into this. I'm excited to talk about it more once it comes out. And again, there are very few games like this where I would say, where I say to you, our, our friends out there, even if the IP is not a thing that you're into, the mechanics are so rich that it's worth your time and effort to play it. Because yeah. I think that you'll get a lot out of it, even if you don't, if you're not into the IP. I think there are some games that go above and beyond, and he did, and it's great, even if you're not a fan of Lord of the Rings. I think it's just something like, oh, this is very abstract tactical kind of stuff. I love this. It works really well. Yes. Yeah. So good. Um, all right. Another one. Uh, we, can get, we can dunk on this one. Uh, Terraforming Mars Prelude 2. Oh, come so on. We've, we've got one of the worst Kickstarters of the year and one of the worst titles of the year. Go! this is this is also the ai is this also the ai artwork too on top of everything else yep 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 you're the english teacher do do you want to talk about prelude 2 like that doesn't that's not even a thing like i get it it was the prelude thing is the best expansion you made out of all the terraforming mars expansions and i will die on that hill i don't care what what you say it is oh 100 percent. yeah yeah you know what this is it is the laziest thing they could have done. This it's is being like up and down, oh, left and right, inside and out. It's the laziest thing. It's uh, so lazy. We didn't need more prelude cards. There's plenty. We didn't need another <laughs> expansion. The game was done. You re-released everything in an expansion, like a fancy edition. Be done. Yeah. It's just what is your mortgage overdue? Like why? Why did we do this? I love I Terraforming Mars, but why does this it. exist? I don't know. I love it, and I everyone. They all seem very nice people. I don't know. I don't understand why the AI. I don't understand why call it Prelude 2. I mean, really, the only thing that they they can do at this point, and they should have already done this point because they already did the insane plastic box of endless pieces, is do a re-release, a take all the bad stuff from the expansions, throw it in the garbage, take mm-hmm. Prelude, put it yep. in the base game, and maybe one or two pieces from the the expansions that are acceptable, and call it a day. You know, like, do what Dune Imperium did. Like, look, we have so much stuff that we know people are not going to get into it. Just re-release it. That's it. Yep. I don't even, I don't need the extra plastic either. So, just do a new base version with the Prelude in it. That's it. They did yep. not do that. Nope. <laughs> we get this nonsense. And then they're going to do it again. Yeah. People, prelude people... 3! <laughs> yeah. It's not a Prelude if it's 2 and 3. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's <laughs> not how numbers... Are... That's not how Prelude works. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, 
They're gonna start reading like episode one, the preluding. All right. Okay. So how about how about an expansion that seems good and we like the person who made it? Um, Obsession, the character's expansion. Yeah. So we we're getting new content from Dan Halligan, one of the best people in board games, one of the best people on Kickstarter. So generous. One hundred percent. Like everything's affordable. If you have a problem, they'll hook you up. They they put time into their campaigns. You get discounts if you've backed previous campaigns. Like everything about Halligan and Kayenta Games, wonderful. The opposite of Stronghold Games and 100%. everything Terraforming Mars. Uh, um, that's it. That's it. You've done it. You should stop the podcast right now. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, we get we get new stuff. We get new personalities, um, which is just it's cool. And you get metal coins, which And I'm I gonna like. do this, I'm gonna do this again, like I just mentioned before about Wuthering the card game. I'm gonna do this again. If you don't like the IP here, and I get it, because I am not a fan of the IP, right. period. Just not. You can't sell me on it. I don't watch TV. I don't watch Downton Abbey. Abby. I don't watch Upstairs, Downstairs. I don't watch any of the things. I don't watch anything the Royal Family. Terrible, bad, all that kind of stuff. The game itself is exceptional. Like, it's just, it's exceptional. And, and again, it's not bound by the IP. Play the game. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very excited for this. One of my favorites. Um, the Night Cage, Shrieking Hollow. Mm-hmm. New content for the Night Cage. This is... Such a sleeper hit for me. Like I, mm-hmm. Smirking Dagger makes great games, but I feel like I sometimes miss stuff that comes out. And yeah, this is one I, our, yeah, I should listen to our podcast, right? You should listen uh, to our podcast, yeah. Uh, so this is one I played. Like it was like one of the last games I played before I left Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh wow, because like aesthetically, it's not a game that I would like, but yeah. playing it, I was like, this is great. It's such a cool idea. Yeah, like this ephemeral space that changes based on the light. Um, so more content to that. Amazing. Excited about that. Yeah. The, mecha- the if you played the game, the base game, the new mechanic is, and if you play the base game, you know, you fall through sometimes you fall through a hole mm-hmm. and that happens often. And usually what you do is you just get regenerated on the side. Right. Now you fall through a hole. Turns out giant monster into the hole. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's really scary and ugly. and It's chasing you. So now there's a whole nother dynamic to the game. And I'll say, you know, it's very hard to produce a horror game. Like, yes. it's a board game. It's not scary. I don't care what kind of miniatures you put on the board. It's hard to produce a game that actually, you know, produces some level of dread. And this game does it. So abstract is all get out and somehow it does it. So give them credit for it. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Through the Desert. It's got a new edition coming from All Play. Um, Through uh-huh. the Desert is another Reiner Knizia game, by the way. So that's four on our list uh, this year. Which is I, I, my... I have a good feeling about this guy. He's gonna he's gonna do yeah, something someday. Seems to know what he's doing. Uh, you I know, know, it's just just an even twenty six years since he first released this game. <laughs> no big thousands of thousands of games are give or take. So it's all yeah. Um, this is one of my favorite Knizia games. I do have a copy, like the Z Man version that came out a few years ago. Uh, but the new version looks very pretty, and I'm excited for all the people who are back didn't have a chance to play this game now. So it doesn't seem like they changed much, but if you haven't had a chance to play it yet, I highly recommend tracking down this new version, because Through the Desert it looks, is great. It looks very good, and the camels look like candies, so be careful. Yes, they do. <laughs> they have little, like, uh, pastel-y things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All right. So another one on the list of things for you personally to mm-hmm. purchase a second time, Kalamala, the, <laughs> the new version with Eno Tool artwork. Why? Um, was on Kickstarter <laughs> earlier last year. Yes. I, I don't know. Like it's it's a it's my favorite of his games and it's Eno Tool, which is give or take, I guess, give or take a, a Larry Elmore, uh, my favorite of the the board game designers. So all things are good other than the fact I own the game or at least the original version of the game. So there, that's it. But if you haven't played it, it's now prettier and you have a reason to get to the table because you probably backed it. Yep. Yeah. It is twice the price of the original version, but (sighs) if you forget that, then it's (laughs) dude, everything's twice the price these days. So stupid. (laughs) Jeez. Oh man. All right. Uh, Nucleum Australia. Mm -hmm. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, They announced it like immediately after the game came out. Uh, we're getting new maps, yeah, or new map, I should say. Um, I love this route for this game. Give me a new map every year or so. I would love that. This is a great game. It's one of my top five of the year, mm-hmm. and I I would love new ways to play it. Uh, I'm going to take a controversial take on this and say ditto. Nice. <laughs> um, Hamlet by the lake. So we got some fishing and boating and village building in the game of Hamlet. Sure. Which I don't think it's a game either of us really got a chance to check out, but nope. it has been very well received after its crowdfunding campaign. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, as is tradition, every year I have to put on the new uh, Marvel Champions big box release that's coming in the spring. This year it is Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, um, buddy. It is the end of the Mutant Trilogy. There are three of these boxes that were X-Men related. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the the third of those. And I'm very excited about it, as usual. I love these things. Um, Marvel Champions is a great game. So we're getting Bishop and Magic and... Gold uh, Balls. You're getting Gold Balls with this set. Yeah. He's... he's No, I'm not making that up. He's actually a card in the game. Oh, really? Yes. You could actually <laughs> see know. him on board Game Geek. He's, he's actually Oh, that's there. fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's very 90s, and I love it. Yes. Actually, also a very important character in the new comic strip so oh so, okay yeah great See, i i shouldn't try to mention anything about x-men in front of you. look dude i can go way back with you then you deep dive on it and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about anymore uh, <laughs> forget me not okay just saying yeah um but yeah marvel champions and that means we'll get new stuff soon because they've been doing x-men now for like two years which i like but i'm excited for something new it's oh come on what's better than x-men come on i nothing's better than x-men I this is what i'm saying else. give me something else <laughs> no or X-Men. No. <laughs> Just X-Men. All right. That's all I'm saying. Just X-Men. Okay. Well, I guess I can't argue with that. Uh, all right. We got one more, and then we're done. Shipyard, second edition. Yay! Coming, it released at Essen. It's coming to the West here in the next few months. Uh, we saw a copy of it at uh, PAX Unplugged. Looks very pretty. At least very much prettier than the original version of the game. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, uh, there you go. Shipyard. I, I don't like the new artwork. Really? I get it. I don't like the new artwork. The old uh, artwork is terrible, though. It, it's of its age. It's of its time. Mm. I I don't blame the art. I mean, but it's good artwork for what for what it is and from where it was. And then the meeple pieces itself, as far as like you building the boats, I it's I'm surprisingly not. I love shipyard. Shipyard is always in my top 100, in my top 20s, in my top 10. I, I'm blanking on where it's highestly highest reach rank has been but 
the artwork and the production here just doesn't do it. It's so AI-ish. I just, it's just too, it's, I don't know. That being said, I'm loving that it got a second release, new edition, and I'm hoping that a lot of people get it played because it is a tremendously wonderful game that, I, as you mentioned, Anthony, the artwork was such a back-in-the-day kind of thing, so people probably did not play it as much as they should. But yeah. I wish this was Eno Tooled. That's it. He's become a he's become a verb now. Just yeah. saying. That's true. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. 57 games that may or may not be coming out in 2024. Uh, lots and lots of good stuff here, including, apparently, every game ever made by Reiner Knizia. So, uh, keep your eyes peeled. This is only a tip of the iceberg of the games coming <laughs> in the year to come. Um, and we will be reviewing many of these because we've already pre-ordered or backed them or mm-hmm. otherwise have them coming along the way. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good year for games. All right. Until next time, this is Chris. Hey, and this is Anthony. And we'll save you all. I'll see you at the table at 2024. Take care, everyone. Bye.